Welcome to Dose of Substance, the podcast for mature minds, self-aware, and bold spirits. Some of the comments may be too hot to handle, so if you can't take it all in at once, take it, take, take, take it in doses. Or nobody listen to nothing. Sponsored by Mind Tease Collections and Substance Music Group. Kaden <laughs> Allen. Kaden Allen. Literally. Kaden Allen. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Like I was like, I've lived. I think I'm freaking oh, out. Gosh. Like my heart, my blood pressure, oh, my heartbeat, my everything was elevated. They were right. I forgot the term they called it. Maybe the nurses out there can figure out what it is. They said that I would have been a perfect candidate for something. I don't know what I don't remember what they said because my blood pressure was so high. I was losing so much blood, and there was a chance I had to do a hysterectomy right then and there. And I was like, freak, like panicking. The lady was like rubbing my arm. She's like, "I need you to calm down. It's not gonna help your blood pressure situation. You need to calm down." Then I like took a breath and I was like, you don't understand. I can hear what they're saying. How can you tell me? I can't even feel anything. Like, I don't know what's yeah. going on. And then my mind just went racing. And then I just found myself thinking about Caden. I had to take a breath. And I was like, I started crying and I was like, the girls are good. They have their dad. My mom's outside. Mm-hmm. My dad's on his way. I was like, if this is it, it is what it is. Really. That's why that's that's it's dangerous. It's a dangerous place to be, but it's a very free place to be. Right? And that's where I'm at with, with life, Katie. I struggle I struggle with wanting to be with my daughter so much, but wanting her to live through me as well. I'm caught in between that. Not saying anyone have to worry about me like, yo, you might Yeah. No, that's not it, but emotionally understand that it is a struggle though like yeah it really is a struggle like i'm not saying i'm gonna sit, i'm not gonna sit here and say that i'm thinking about taking my own life but there are yeah. times where you feel like this is just too much like life itself yeah. is too much and then yeah. on top of that you have to put that kind of pressure on you like people don't understand like unless and again unless you've been in the situation you have no idea how hard it is and if you have your babies with you and every time yeah. something I, i always tell people give your like on his birthday his memorial whenever i post them and people reach out i'm like kiss your baby extra hard for me today right right like just do it yeah. just do it take an extra yeah. picture today or something because yeah. those pictures they come in real handy yeah yeah they come in real handy those pictures yeah. those videos they come oh, in yeah. Real handy. oh yeah oh yeah Oh yeah, I have I have, I have my daughter iPhone. I have my daughter phone. I bought her an iPhone. I think the same year or so, whatever. And I went through her phone just to see how she decorated my name, and she pinned my chat on top of WhatsApp. Like just feeling her energy through her phone and how and reading back our messages. Mm-hmm. What saved me was the fact that she never doubted for a day. That you loved that, her. That I loved her. She hear it like clockwork. And if we go two, three days without saying it, she will call me like, oh, oh, that's how we're doing it. That's how she is. So on my arm, like there's a speech on my arm. 
it says as long as you're good i'm good that's what we say to each other she said daddy are you good are you good i said as long as you're good i'm good and she's like as long as you're good i'm good this is my daughter my little baby speaking to me like a best grown-up friend so that's how i know my daughter is an angel she came here to save me from the bullshit yeah but i have accepted that i'm a change man katie i have things i need to work on but i've accepted that i'm a change man and i've also accepted that lots of persons that knew me back then they don't know me now they don't know me now and it's fine i've accepted it i've always been the quiet girl you know i yeah. still am the quiet girl i have my little you know outburst here and there but i'm not i'm not closed off when it comes to him yeah and honestly i thought i would have been more emotional but that's my that's growth for me right like i can talk about kaden and smile now before well, you, you still have the times when it will hit you know out of nowhere <laughs> yeah there are yeah. times when i tell you you just mention his name yeah and like my mind just goes all over yeah. the place. but there are times when i when you mention his name and i just start smiling smiling right because <laughs> you don't have a choice but to smile man that kid was something else have you ever this wasn't this this is this is not a question that i i had written down have you ever just just laid in your bed and just utter the words i love you mm -hmm. just i love you kaden just smile to yourself and say i love you kaden mm -hmm. i talk to myself sometimes yeah like I'm i do too. too i do too my daughter's picture is right there and if this wasn't behind me a big photo of me and her would be right here so that's what i had to do i just surround myself with her pictures to say hey there she is but that's really all you have this might sound weird to some people again but you can feel of course 100%. you can feel it you can feel 100 i know when she's around me you can feel it i know when she's around me it's not to sound weird or crazy or nothing but you know in your heart what that presence felt like and when that familiar feeling hits you right right Right. That's when you know there have been times I'm laying in the room because my girls a part of my trauma. Mm -hmm. I sleep with one, their dad sleeps with one. Because yeah. he's just as traumatized since they were babies. Yeah. We got two yeah. cribs for no reason, got them real yeah. cute you with the bedding and everything. Never used it. So yeah. ladies and gentlemen, if you don't need cribs, don't buy it. But they never use it. Yeah. Um because he wants to make sure throughout the night baby A is good, good and I want right. to make sure that throughout the night baby B is good. Right. So right. to this day, they're three years old, it's still the same way. And until they can tell me, wake up in the middle of the night and find me and say, mommy, I don't feel good, it's going right. to continue to be that way. But there I have been it. times that I'm laying down, cuddled up with Amira, is her name. Mm -hmm. And um, she looks just like Hayden. It's scary. It's scary. She looks just like, she has everything for Kaden. And um, sometimes I'm there, I'm just snuggled up with her and I'm talking to her like I'm talking to him. 
Yeah. <laughs> I promise you I'm not crazy. It's just when you feel that presence. Right, right. You just can't help it. You really just right. can't help it. He will live on through to her too, you know, because he's a spirit, and spirit take the shape of anything that feels like home, right? So we just have to accept that, you know. He looks so yeah. much like he looks so much like him. Yeah. Me and my stepmom tried edibles. Do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will never do it again. But he has a picture where he has his diaper on. His hair was in a ponytail, and I kid you not, under the influence of edibles, the little girl is standing in the kitchen, back facing me, here in a ponytail with a diaper on, and I stood there high as hell, and I just stared at her. Mm-hmm. She was just standing in the kitchen. I'm like staring at her, and started crying. <laughs> And that wasn't the edible. It was the edible, but no, it wasn't. that's how bad she looks like the kid. Like that wasn't the edible. That was you being a hundred percent vulnerable. That was a part of you where where yeah, like you miss him so much. It's like you created yeah. that image. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'll never no. try it again. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the edibles. All right. Um. So you asked you asked the last question. So I guess it's my turn to ask you one. Um, the conversations that we've been having kind of eliminate a few of them. Okay, well, hmm. so this question said, "How much of yourself do you think you've lost?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, these questions are not surface. As the empathetic person that I used to be, a hundred percent. I cannot think of anybody who, like I mentioned before, if I see you crying back then, yeah. I would start crying and then ask questions like, "Why were you crying?" And then if you tell me some bullshit story, I'm like, "Damn, I just wasted my tears." Right. So that's how emotional I was before. I was very emotional. You know, like those um, talent TV shows when people give their story and they come and yeah, give yeah. and stop. I would yeah. cry for stuff like that. Yeah, I would really sit there and sob and cry like, oh my God, that was so... Now yeah. somebody comes into my office. My mom was diagnosed with cancer. I have to break my lease. I am so sorry to hear that, but um, this is a lease break clause. Here you go. Yeah. A lot of things yeah. people would think I'm insensitive about that I should be sensitive about now. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, me and my cousin, we have our differences or whatever, but the other day we were in person for a bit, for the first time in a long time. And um, she gave me a hug. And I was like, all right, mama, see you later. It didn't dawn on me to think that she was reaching out. You know what I mean? To give yeah, me a hug. Yeah, a lot of things now go over my head. Right. I lost right. that part of me a hundred percent. And again, I struggled with my daughters at least for the first year. That detachment. Yeah. yeah. I lost that. 
but they're teaching me love again. They're teaching right. me empathy again. They're teaching me how to care right. again. So when it comes to that 100% of me, aside from that, I use work, work as a distraction. I'm always yeah. working. They need coverage. I'll do it. You need another property coverage. I'll do it. Um, yeah. And then work, you meet so many different people, so many different stories. So then you start right. realizing like, my problem is not the biggest problem in the world. So they always say, you know, it could be worse. Or when you feel like you're down and out, there's someone worse than you. Worse than you. I've right. had those instances that have helped me to grow. Right. So I feel like work kind of kept me sane throughout the process because I had those experiences. Um, yeah. But I feel like without without that, I, I'm not a party person, club person, or any, you know, any other distractions to keep me going. But just yeah. those experiences all in all kind of helped me. Reading helped me a lot too. Um, those self-help yeah. books, those self-help books, they'll put stuff into perspective for you. But I feel like I caught myself before I let myself go. Right. Right. I think, I think, okay. You just put something in perspective for me. You just did. Just so you know, you just, that last sentence that you said, you caught yourself before you let yourself go. I think I'm, I, I, I did that, but I think I still need to do the other side, which is I need to let myself go. Caught myself, but I need to do the flip side. So everything could fall back right into place. I did let myself go in the beginning, which is why I told you, like, I'm glad I experienced that, but you didn't get mm -hmm. a chance to experience that right. yet. And I feel like right. something needs to happen to trigger that for you. I because do. once I you agree. get over that hum, it's like, you're mm -hmm. just, you're just, you just start elevating. You just start right. it's like, there's no limit at this point. Right. Cause the worst right. happened, you know, the worst happened. And I'm glad I get no worse than that. In the beginning, exactly. Right. All right. All right. Great. What you got for me? What is something so personal that you've never shared it with anyone, but you kind of still want others to know? You've never shared it. You never thought to share it, but you would want somebody yeah wow wow so yeah katie that question was, was a real question real i mean question. it was a, a private matter for a reason but i love it i love it i actually love it you want somebody um, yeah yeah, um, I felt as if, and this, as I'm going to steal your line, please don't think I'm crazy. I felt as if I am sent here, Katie. I felt like, I feel as if this is definitely not my first life. I feel like I was sent here to mend a lot of broken hearts through whether it be music whether it be art whether it be through lifestyle whether it be through conversations i felt as if that's my purpose and the downside of that is a lot of these hearts that you try to, to, to mend they may end up breaking yours 
but then that's where you have to realize that you're connected to a higher source so your mending process is not as tedious as theirs and i also think that i lost my child because i broke a lot of family curses That's something that I've never really said. I can resonate with the last part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was, I feel like that hit was supposed to end me. I think that was supposed to be the end of me. Not so much from anyone, but it's more like, we're fighting principalities out here. We're fighting, we're fighting spirits out here. You know, let's just be clear. It's not a physical fight. Now I know I'm called upon to do a lot. So to whom much is given, much is expected. You know, so as much as it was hard and still hard and will always be hard to accept that I no longer have my lifeline, my daughter is my lifeline. You know, it, it revealed so much to me. Mm-hmm. Like it revealed, so, it, re- it revealed how selfish people can be. Like how manipulative people can. I have people that I don't I do not speak to anymore because they try to use that situation for their benefit. They use my daughter's demise and their benefit. And I refuse to call any names. But situations where people raised funds in my daughter's name. Without my knowledge. Yeah. Damn, sorry. And that's, and I'm, t- I'm talking about blood. I'm talking about blood, not a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, people out here, man. People, people. And then, and then, during this whole time, I realized who also kicked me when I was down. I had a lot of kicks when I was down. Okay, I don't know how I survived that phase. I had a lot of kicks when I was done. A lot of revelations. Harsh revelations. Harsh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because, you know, I've accepted, you know, just reality, you know, and I remember at her service, I stood over her and I said to her, I said, baby. I know you can't give me everything I ask for. I just ask you to show me what you know daddy needs to see. Just show me. I didn't tell her how to show me. I just asked her to show me. So you see all of the revelations that I got? Mm-hmm. I asked for them. Who am I to say how they're revealed? Or who right. it is. Or who it is. You know, so a lot of things are revealed. And I also... Re- <laughs> it is so much I might have to do a follow up for this I've also realized that people will use you at your most vulnerable stage I was used you know and as a man I can tell you this I was used (laughs) yeah because let me tell you (laughs) you know just seeing how my, my daughter's relationship and I like the relationship that we both shared it was one of the, the 
like people would see it when I know when at all and just love it like you'd have to hear from people I can't I can't tell you because I was just doing it right yeah. no seeing that females that found me attractive would have said like, oh subconsciously yo I want that too then try to play games at such a time but I'm happy that the universe always always reveal what it needs to in perfect timing you know but I don't I don't have any hatred in my heart for no one I just give thanks because that just means that if you're playing games with someone at that time you need to work on yourself work on yourself yeah right you need to get rid of those demons activated in you that's it yeah I was on the opposite end of that spectrum I, I closed off and I shut down and I I just didn't care to entertain yeah I just wanted to I just wanted to, to, to heal so the first year like I did the the Christmas thing mm -hmm. I only did it that first year the second year it was a little bit more private but that first year I kind of put on Facebook for people if they know a deserving family or yeah, whatever yeah. and i ended up ordering a bunch of stuff for some lady out in i still have her picture um missouri or something like that mm -hmm. um but i wanted to keep that going the year following i did like a book drive where i got like yeah. um my job i put like a, a box for people to put like books for ages books, three to five yeah. and then i had like something at my dad's restaurant where kids in the neighborhood could just come and pick whatever book they wanted um so I was trying to stay active in that sense. I wasn't out yeah. in the dating world. I wasn't yeah. letting people in. If you didn't know my story, I didn't care to tell you. So for me, it was who I already had close. It pulled them closer. That's how me and Basilia actually became really, really tight. Yeah. Shout out to her because in high school we were friends, but we right, had- Right, right. I, I, I really all about it. <laughs> We know all about it. <laughs> well, we were so cool. And honestly, like, I never really spoke to her. We never had an argument, bad blood, nothing. But I never spoke yeah. to her, communicated with her. And when Kaden passed away and she reached out to me, I was shocked that she even visited the U.S. to come to his funeral and be there for me. I did she not told expect me. that. Yeah. Did not you know she was, she was, You know she was there by my side, right? True, right? Yep. She was there, 100%. like, right through, right through. She did not leave me an inch. Mm -hmm. No, let I me let me share. Her, but it happened, and here we are, sharing babies later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love you so much, TikTok lady. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> but it it pulled people closer to me, actually, and and maybe that's what I needed because I've yeah. always been such like you see me. Yeah. I was always mysterious to people. Yeah. You see me, but you never really got to know me. Yeah, you got to know what I would show you. Right, right. And I feel right. like it brought people in that I never yeah. expected to even exchange words with. It also brought you out. It did. Yeah. It, it really did. I want that's to share true. this with you. I want to share this with you. So when I when I when I went to Jamaica when I um, landed and my friends came for me. Like, Pizzle, Chulas, all of them. 
you know, my day one friends, my brother, Randy as well, they came for me. I felt it, how ginger they were, like, yo, don't say certain things, don't. I was high and I was drunk every night, every single night, every night, man. You don't see me without a, a ganja spliff in my mouth. You don't see me without a rum cup buckle, something I wanted to just be out of it, you know. But then I realized, like, this is not really helping. Like, I was drunk and I was still so conscious. Like, I'm still feeling everything. Right there is just heavy. So, that happened. So, I, I, I reached home, like, 1.30 in the morning, which was, like, Friday morning, 1.30 a.m., like, early. And as soon as I reached to the house, my daughter stayed. Her mother... I could have stayed at the gate and looked through the back and see her mother under her shed. And she realized that I came and she got up and she just walked away. She couldn't look at me. So her grand Raymar's grandmother, which is um Sheena's mother, came out to me and just grabbed me. And I bust open, man. Open. Took me two years before I visited my daughter's room. Took me two years. I couldn't go in the house couldn't go in the room because every single time i go there i surprise my daughter every time i go home to jamaica she does not have a clue and i would just show up at her school show up at her home and that's just the love that we share you know yeah. so no when i'm i would be perfectly fine katie i would be perfectly fine and once i'm going to the yard i break down because i can't feel that hug again because we shared hugs. One thing with me and my daughter, we are going to hug. And we are going to kiss. We are going to hug and kiss every chance we get. Mwah. Anywhere we don't care about nobody. No. Making reference to the morning when I when I landed in Jamaica. And then um, I had to go visit where my daughter's body was laying. And I went there, you know. I went there and um, they opened up the place and see my daughter lay down and then take off a sheet and look on her. I'm going to hold my daughter and rub my daughter's head and I couldn't cry. Hold her hair, feel her hair, touch her eyes. My daughter's eyes could not close until I went there. Her mother tried closing and then open buckle. And I went there and I closed them and they stayed closed. So I there and touch her. Touch her hand. Her foot. I'm sitting there and I really look on her and I say, What is this? Like, maybe if somebody just shout out, cut. You know? Go down, clap, and everybody get up and move. But no director couldn't show it cut. I'm a day, I'm a look. I'm a say, Marie, what is this? I talk to her to me. I say, baby, what is this? What is this? How, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this, Katie? So long I'm a look on my daughter. I couldn't cry. So I asked. Asked her mother, I say, anyone have any scissors or anything? 
and they found the scissors. I may ask her mother, I said, look at her and say, you think she would be upset if I put her here? And her mother said, it's you. She would not give a damn. It's you. So I cut piece her here. I wear my daughter's here in my locks right now. When I cut my daughter here, I come out and I walked outside. I just felt, I just, Francois was there, Francois Simpson, he, he, he started crying because I just, I walked, I don't know, I don't feel my foot, I don't feel nothing, I, just, I was just looking up in the air and all I can remember is me just saying, oh, oh, that is all I was, I was saying and I fainted, I fainted, Oop. dropped on the ground, phone mash up everything. That's when it hit me that my life will never be the same. Never be the same. And I have a I have a photo. Thanks to Francois. I have a photo of that moment when I was looking at her and the bed. So sometimes I'm going to my gallery and I see it, I skip past it fast. But I'm not deleting it. Mm-hmm. Because then there's a time when I actually look for it. Just to remind me how real life is. Mm-hmm. so now going forward I don't plan certain things because I planned for my child yo. I planned for her I planned for her and a little bit I go to America and smile like it's nothing just long as she alright and I will say shout out to our mother our mother is a strong woman like strong woman and everybody was like, hey, yeah, go back a fire and carry her with you. I couldn't be around her. Mm-mm. I couldn't be around her. She reminded me so much of my daughter. It's like I almost hate her. I almost hate her mother. Like everything we should have just made me tick. But I never wanted that for her because I know that she she wants that healing. But then it feels like I, will, I had to be everyone else's shoulder. Who's going to be my shoulder? That's what I, I had to deal with, you know. So it was just it's a tricky situation, man. Tricky situation. Leaving the hospital because um, when I had him on the floor and I was trying to do CPR, um, I was never a praying person. So. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. That's fine. And when it was happening, his dad was in the living room and he was shouting pray Katie pray Katie pray and I did not know what to pray for all I remember saying was even if I end up with a child who's handicapped just give him back yeah yeah I got my hopes up because when the ambulance came and the EMT people connected him to all types of stuff and they punched something in his knee I think that was supposed to get like your deepest pulse or something like that all I kept thinking was like, dang, that's going to be a sore that I'm not going to be because I'm a squeamish person. Yeah. And in that moment, I'm, I'm thinking because when they connected him and they were doing the, you saw the little oh, the lines, yeah. up on the screen. So I was like, okay, they're doing something. They're doing something. So that's when I started praying more. And I was like, but if you got to give me a handicapped child, I'll take it. Just yeah, make sure just... the heart keeps going. And then they did the punch thing. And I was like, squeamish about it because the needle was like this big that they punched in his knee 
And I was like, that's fine. I'll take care of that too. Just, just keep it going, keep it going. But I didn't realize that it was just doing that because they were doing this to his chest. And they were putting air in his body, but it wasn't his. It wasn't it, right. So I got my hopes up then. And then in the ambulance, I was in the ambulance with them, went to the emergency room with them. And um, they wouldn't let us in the room, but they allowed me to stand by the door. And I'm watching them do what they needed to do. I'm watching them do checks. I'm watching them do everything. Can't remember exactly yeah. what was happening. But when I heard the doctor, she just stood there and she was watching them do everything and nothing was happening. And she was like, give it a couple more. If not, we have to call it. I fell on the floor and I said, please don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. And then she was like, we have to call it. And I was like, please don't call it. Just keep trying. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, just don't stop. And when she mm -hmm. called it, like, I, I don't know what came over me. When she called it and she said 7.01 a.m. September 1st. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and to me, he was still there. He was still with us. He was still there. I just needed them to keep trying. And then when he laid there, because they were doing so much to his chest, his nose started bleeding. And then they put the, the gauze, I think, taped it down to get, I'm like, I, I almost told the nurse, don't do that. He won't be able to breathe. I almost told her because they had to cover it. Yeah. And then they left us there with him. And I literally sat there. And I wasn't wailing, kind of crying. I just sat there and I was just crying, like tears, tears, tears. And I'm just looking at him. I couldn't touch him. I was scared to hug him because I was scared that that was going to be my last goodbye. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have that moment. That's not how I wanted to remember my last time physically being with him until his service. I just sat there and I just looked at him and I watched his dad do everything that he could do while, while we were given the chance. And the same thing with the hair. They asked me if I wanted because his hair was braided back. So I said, yeah, of course. So I took his hair, the footprint, the handprint, we got that. And um, I just sat there for as long as they allowed me to, I just sat there and I just looked at him. And he just looked so peaceful. He just looked so peaceful to the point where when he went to the funeral home, I was like, I want to be the one to comb his hair, to braid it, to whatever. I want to be the one to comb it. But they wouldn't let me because they knew, you know, with the autopsy and everything, yeah. the condition that he would have been in. So they wouldn't allow me to do it. Um, but then when they had the viewing at the funeral service, I went to that. It was just me and his dad. And that was another moment of this is real life and it goes back to like you know people asking how do you cope people asking what happened people asking or telling you how strong you are like for me that is that was real life like this is my life right now like why did i have to be the one with a child who passed away and had to deal with this yeah. trauma like why me yeah. i've done nothing special to deserve this good or bad why me? I'm not the strongest person in the world. Why me? I don't think I did anyone that much wrong. Why me? And if I did, 
and I truly deserve that, now I wish it on no one. Okay. So a part of me, and again, it comes with growth. I'm glad the way it happened because I was able to share that moment with him. It wasn't like it was a freak accident at school and I wasn't there. It wasn't like a freak accident on the road. I wouldn't even be able to touch him or recognize him. Yeah. So a part of me is glad the way it happened. I'm never glad that it did happen. It's just yeah, the way right. it happened. So I don't know. It's, it's just a dark cloud that we're always going to have over our heads. And, you know, when people trigger that, when people yeah. ask questions, like I said, it's not saying don't ask. It's just a reminder that this is my life. This right. is my real life. Right. So just be careful of the things you ask when you do ask. It's a conversation for some. It's a conversation for some. But for us, it's reality. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. for people who are suffering the same, I mean, I got two years. How many years you got? Almost 12. 12 years. You have some people who give stillbirth. I had a friend who had stillbirth, didn't know she her child had passed away before she was overdue. You have people who got 16 years. You got people who got one year. When I go to his graveside and I look at the timeline, where he's at at least, he's the oldest one. Oh. So everybody goes through it differently. Yeah. And everybody processes it differently. And to some, a question like, how do you cope might not be a big deal. But to others, like, you have to be careful. You know, you yeah. just have to be It's a very heavy question. Because they think, they think, they think. What did you do to cope? It's not what are you doing now to still cope? Because they think you've gotten over. So now you can talk. There's no getting over. There's getting through mm -hmm. daily. And certain conversations, they get easier to have, which is right. fair. Right. But it doesn't get easier to, to, to carry. No, not at no. all. Because no. I promise you, like, me and you go coming on this right now. I expected for us to be real and true and everything, but I told like as soon as I hit record, my heart was pumping. My heart was pumping. I don't I don't get nervous so easily, especially these days. You know, like I've been through my worst. You know, I've been through my worst and the worst part is over. Yeah. Yeah. The worst yeah. Is over. I think yeah. Personally speaking, like I said, now I can talk with a smile on my face because yeah. that's how far I've had to work internally to come. I didn't do therapy. I have never had a conversation with another parent who's lost a child. Never, right. ever. Right. I've never asked anyone, how do I do this? I've never... Right. It's literally, and I, I, like I said, I just don't know how I do it sometimes. So sometimes people do ask me and I really don't have an answer. Like I really don't. Because you're just doing it daily. There's not one set routine. Mm -mm. There's not a method to it. It's just like getting up and choosing life every day. Every day. And some That's distractions it. are good. Some distractions are terrible. Yeah. But yeah. You just I have, have to some figure out what works for you. 
what works for you. And the only advice I truly give to people is when it hits you, it's going to hit you. Yeah. It's going to hit you hard. Go through it. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is, go through yeah. it because that's your rock bottom. That's right. your lowest of lows. Right. Right. You just have to go through it and build up from there. I want, I want, I want that. I think, I think I got some hits. Yes. And I know my daughter is not physically here. Um, and I said yes to the denial question because it's just a part of me that I don't, I'm, I don't know if I can fully accept, you know, if I want to fully accept. It's like, you don't have to. Right. Right. You don't have that's, to. That's and you, you may not get that. The when it hits you thing that I'm talking about, it's unexpected. You don't know what it is mm -hmm. going to be. Right. You right. don't know what it is going to happen. That shit mm -hmm. is going to hit you. I don't know what it is. I don't know how mm -hmm. to describe it. Mm -hmm. But when I experienced it, let me tell you. Yeah. Thankfully, I, I have ways and means of figuring it out. I don't know how I do it sometimes. I don't know who's doing it for me. Right. But when it hit me. When it hit me, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. So let me tell you, um, it really her, hit me. Her grandfather, not my father, um, Raymar's grandfather, which is Raymar's mom's father, him loves sound, him love, him love music and all that. So he was in a uh, sound equipment store in Maypen. So two men that works at the funeral home that my daughter's body was was just talking. And they were like, yo, you saw what happened just now? Didn't know that Raymar's grandfather was in the shop. And the brother was like, yeah. Like, she was laying there and other spirits came to visit her. They're telling me that they went inside to look at her and there were spirits standing around her. Like, pretty, beautiful people just standing around her. And how they knew... It was Raymar's grandfather. He started crying. And when I said, Pops, you're good? I said, I'm going to my granddaughter. And I thought, well. And I said, you sure? I said, yeah. And I said, describe. The men started describing it was her. And then when I went, I've never seen her then. From the day when I looked at her the Friday morning, I told her, Mother, I don't want to see her again. I cannot. I couldn't. I couldn't. The next time I see my daughter was on the service. But then again, when her mother going and look at her, I rushed to her. I'm like, how, how is she? How, how is she looking? How, how? Like, tell me something. And she's like, she's beautiful. She's beautiful, Kenny. Like, she is. Like, you touch her. You know, I was just like, just, just give me something. I just don't want to have to do it. I just don't want to have to do it. I couldn't. I couldn't, Katie. I couldn't. But you see, the day, the, 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 the service, one of my cousins came on. She walked with me. I'm going to look. I'm going to go over my daughter. Why do you miss it? I'm going to say, really? I'm going to hug my daughter again. I hugged 
the casket I hugged, the casket squeezed it. Just one more hug, more father. Just one more hug. Just one more hug, and I couldn't get it. And I felt like ever since that day, I don't know if I could get that hug again. Like I feel like that feeling that a hug brings. I feel like it left me yearning for it. Mm. Yeah. It left me yearning for that hug that si- no one has ever hugged me in this life that made me feel so safe. Because everything that everybody has known me for, my daughter knows me for. That king. She calls me king, you know. And she calls herself queen. She said, I'm a queen. I'm a black queen. That's how I, I channeled her to think. Yeah. She calls herself queen, Remy. My license plate on my car now is Remy. Like everything around me. I do things just like, you know. Maybe someone on the outside looking in will say, yo, I wonder if he's all right. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that too. You know your why, why you're doing it. Exactly. So everyone else thinks it is what it is. I have no explanation. Yeah. It is yeah. what it is. Crazy. Do you, do you have any other questions for me? I think you answer them without me asking. Right. That's what happened. That's what happened. You know what, Similis? Look. Look at this. <laughs> right? And then just the conversations that we've had, we just kind of like knock certain things off the plate without yeah. even knowing. You know? Um, <laughs> do you want more children? No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, because having the girls. Like I said, initially, I wasn't ready. And then that whole year of postpartum and not even with my, okay, before I had kids, my cousins had babies. And when I went to the hospital and watched her had her son and like a couple of visits here and there, I couldn't be around kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't be around kids. Yeah. And um, one of my other cousins, she had a daughter. I had to explain to her, well, I still need to explain to her why I wasn't as close to her and her daughter because I, I physically could not. Right. And even right. when my other cousin's son was older and, you know, we would go by the pool or whatever, I'm like watching him like, like my trauma would just, everything yeah. is triggering when it comes to kids. Everything is triggering. Yeah. So when I had the girls that first year, I really struggled. And thankfully their dad, it's a first time dad. And so he was just hands on daddy's girls. I'll take care of them. You need to go out and take a break. You can go out with your friends, have fun and come back. I'll stay with the girls. Like, you don't want to leave them with my family? No, go out, I'll keep them. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, But that helped a lot. But that first year taught me that I couldn't go through that baby phase again. Right. Right. I can't go right. through everything is triggering. Yeah. I didn't yeah. sleep. I didn't I couldn't I can't I couldn't sleep at night. Yeah. Cause I would jump up out of my sleep to check to make sure the baby is breathing. Yeah. I would jump yeah. up out of my Traumatized. sleep. It was bad. It was really bad. So I don't wanna experience that again. So kids yeah. from me, more kids, no. And I'm past thirty, so that's it. Listen. <laughs> You, 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 you got the frame to get more kids, all right? I'm just saying, but, 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 but I respect it, though. I respect it because the one thing we have to do is to be honest with ourselves. 
you know we have to know our limits and and our limits should not be dictated by society you know society does not know us individually we're just numbers to them we know each other we know ourselves at most so you know i'm 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 in this process of being more vulnerable when it comes down to like open up about how i'm truly feeling about certain things mm-hmm. and whatnot you know so i'm i'm there and i'm not there yet but it's a process you know thankfully thankfully i have people that's patient enough to allow me to go through that phase without trying to direct my path you try to direct my path i will block you because you don't know my struggles you know but katie um i am i'm definitely so so appreciative of this right here i think i needed this we both I did we, yes yes i was just about to say i think we needed this we needed this i thank you so 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 much thank you, know, you. i love me to get this out it's been a while since i've um spoken on some of the things that i spoke on um yeah. it, it's been a while i mean the questions are usually how you deal and how do i right. hold it what suggestions do you have? It's never how you felt in that moment. Like some of the things we talked about. So right. it's been a while since I've spoke on it. Um, but hopefully somebody will get something from this because right. Right. we both needed it and somebody else needed it. So Right. Definitely. Because I have, I, have, I have a friend that just lost his daughter a few weeks ago, nine months or 10 months. And yeah, artists, fellow artists as well. So um, it's one of those things where I know that them watching this you know because i reached out to him i just said hey listen i just want you to know i'm here and it's all love bro like i love you bro like i love you you have my number do not hesitate to call me you know and if i see that he doesn't call me i send him a voice note again and i'm not going to say yo just check it to see if you're good what? Yeah, no. good don't do that <laughs> what? don't do that what kind of good not good ever <laughs> how we are good again there's no good after this but you know me just try to reach out and a fellow friend of mine again, again true vice um he lost his son at six years old as well crazy situations I, I told him i told him today he knows about this that we're doing and i told him that the next one that i do if we have to do it together then so but he's a great singer hey, katie i'm going to put you onto his music uh-huh he's a great singer and then i don't know if you know the song that i did called soaring high that was the last video i did raymarie in it raymarie is always in my music i videos. remember yeah and that's why i go back and like watch some of your stuff too because i'm like dang you know like that yeah. build up you know what i mean yeah yeah she's, she's a always part of your legacy yeah. everything everything you know but um yeah definitely katie um okay. no, no, i love this you know um should there be any other topic trust me i'm open to do this I'm with open. you again so we're, we're we're definitely what i want to do with this podcast is to really you know while i give humor while i give it's more like open minds and souls like we're here we're thinking people still exist you know that's that's really the aim of the podcast you know so again i thank you for your time your patience your energy your truth your presence and i thank you for being here and i thank you for choosing life I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yep. Anytime. Also, you said you like reading. If you have not read The Power of No by Eckhart Tolle, get that book. My I will favorite, text it to you. I've been, oh, sure. Let me write down Power of No. 
my favorites have been books by Osho. So he Osho? has this Osho, yeah. You can mm -hmm. find his series on um, Amazon. Okay. There's one called um, Emotional Intelligence. I know that book. Yep. I have and it in my card, Katie. He has one named um, Being in Love, which was more of like a relationship side of things, but it mm -hmm. kind of has some self-help notes. Okay. And then um, the five or the four elements and then the fifth element. And that's not, that's no, not I like agreements. The four, four agreements. I'm sorry. Agreements. Right. Yeah. The four agreements and then the fifth agreement. I know that. I have that on my, um, the audiobook thing. Audible. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. those books were my go-tos during my moment of self-healing. Right. Because that's right. what I call it. Because really and truly, I did not get from no nobody. Right. Neither did I. And I don't think I wanted to. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But for now, I, I'm okay without it. For me, the whole, I'm more of like, um, the conversations that I have with people normally. Yeah. Have a lot to do with mental health. Okay. Because, you know, one, you experience something traumatic. It might not be death. It might be something else. You experience something traumatic and healing from that teaches you a lot about right. yourself and about other right. people that you wouldn't even think about. Right. And I feel like when people are going, because when you go through some personal stuff, you hit, yeah. you hit real low and you yeah. don't want to talk to people about stuff like that, you know? And like, for me, I, like I said, I'm a closed off person, private person, even my own family sometimes don't know when I'm dealing with something. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes a conversation for me to be like, yo, this happened last month. They'd be like, huh? Right. 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 I'm like, yeah. So for me, I'm more of like a mental health. Yeah. Yeah. But more on like a self-help type of thing. Cause shout out to therapists, but I don't, I, I yeah. don't think it's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. You just have to do what works for you and you have to figure out what that for. Like what, right. what, that, what does it look what like? That, right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So conversations like that, I'm open to, but yeah. 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 That's my story. Right, I have experiences. Thank you for sharing it. And I thank thank you for allowing me to share mine as well, you know. I've never been this open um on this level. You know. And I think this conversation showed me that there are there are more things that possibly need to be spoken of. You know. But should there be another time where we have to just touch bases again then hey I'm open for it. Thank you. Thank you again. You have my number. Just let me know. You're the podcaster. <laughs> Definitely. I'll be looking at some property soon, so I might have to talk to you soon. Yeah. Atlanta, you just feel like you're in a box, I feel like. Okay. It's just Atlanta or, or Florida. That's where I was. It's just, I was thinking business-wise because, you know, I want to grow my business, you know. Um, and it's Ray Murray's company. You know that, right? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, Mindsteads Collections, Ray Murray's company. Nice. The plan was to start it and give it to her. Same year, same year. Yep. The only legacy I had with Kaden was the giveaways, but that kind of fell through the cracks when I got pregnant. Yeah. And then I wanted to start a blog where I would like write letters to Kaden. Do it. 
talk about like whatever conversation I would write down. You would have with him. Side, I would post it on the blog. So why not? I never had the time to make make it, please. Like I have notes. If you could make time for this, you can make time for it. I would love that. I would. I would personally. I would sit and read every single. And you know what I would do too. Like if I had a dream about him, I used to keep um, a notebook next to my bed with a pen, and whenever I wake up from my dream, I would write it down so I don't forget it. Do you? Do you? Do you have videos of Kid? Mm-hmm. Lots. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> no, I asked you because after I finish editing this, I would actually post, like, create a video with Raymarie and Kaden. Hmm. I'll send them to you. Okay. Yeah, if okay. you want, like, a... I guess you can... You're the creator, so I'll send you what I have and you can piece it together because I was going to say, yeah, if man. you want, because certain background or whatever no, I got no. No, give me give me give me anything I would just send it send it via we shared we transfer so I get the full quality video I would tell you exactly how to do it don't worry it's okay. very simple <laughs> realize I got you on that I got you on that right. yeah man me I did, me I did all tech geek and the whole thing yeah man but Katie I'm not gonna keep you any longer I I thank you so much thank you your your um partner for allowing you this space to actually open up and just know say yo we're gonna talk about something really touchy but you know the vibe bless you bless your children bless your family love you keep being you all right all right keep in touch definitely 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 all right right, blessings a shining light Knowing tomorrow will come and you're not here Ain't no way to stop these tears from rolling down my face Heaven it seems you needed your child But if it's just for one more time that I could see you smile